Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a special edition of The Basement Breakdown. My name is Hayden Adams. I am the sports editor at The Observer, joined today by Alex Lembeck. Forgive me if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Uh, from Pittsburgh, here to help me uh, uh, help give us a preview of the Panthers, Notre Dame's opponent this weekend. So I will let Alex introduce himself. Uh, thanks for having me on, Hayden. Um, I'm Alex. I'm the sports editor for the Pitt News, Pitt student newspaper. Uh, we've been, I've been covering football for Pitt this year, going to, going to all the games, uh, even though there, there haven't been fans in any of the games, but it's been an interesting experience. Uh, what, what year are you? I'm a senior. Okay. Uh, what are you studying? I'm studying communications and political science. Okay. Since this is all students, like I like to just see what everyone's studying. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's just get into it. Notre Dame and Pitt, that's a matchup that a lot of Notre Dame fans dread anytime they see it on the schedule. Um, but, but just to start off, um, talk to me a little bit about what Pitt has been like under Pat Narduzzi the last few years, just to, to sort of get a feel of the way he runs his program. Yeah, um, I mean, Pitt has kind of uh, been sort of stuck in a little mediocrity um, the past few years. Uh, Narduzzi, I believe he's in his what was it, fifth or sixth year now. Um, he's uh, always ran a, a, a solid defense. Um, his offenses have been have been pretty inconsistent to say the least. Um, but he's he's uh, gotten at least some consistency in quarterback play recently um, because ever since ever since my freshman year, um, since I'm the same year as Kenny Pickett, he's had a a, a consistent quarterback starter. Um, and now senior Kenny Pickett, but we're not not sure yet if uh, if Kenny's going to be playing on Saturday. But but um, yeah, overall he's he's uh, his his base defense is like pretty pretty important. Um, he runs like a quarters coverage thing, uh, which has been exposed at times in the past, but it also like um, can can work very well at sometimes. Yeah, it's interesting the Notre Dame plays Louisville, who had this vaunted offense and uh, mediocre, if that, defense. And now the script is flipped for Pitt, although we did just win 12-7. So that's um, not the most reassuring. Um, yeah. yeah, Talk to me a little bit about Pitt, uh, how they've looked this season. Obviously, they went 3-0 and to start, and now they're on a three-game skid. Um, was there just something that went wrong in that NC State game to put them on the downturn, or is that just par for the course, you think? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, the the season started with a lot of optimism. I think uh, in the the ACC like preseason polls, they didn't get a lot of respect. But at least from um, the Pitt fan base, there were pretty high expectations because last year their pass rush was one of the best in the country. Um, they led the nation in sacks, and they were returning a lot of players. Um, uh, their best players, Paris Ford um, and Jalen Twyman, were both coming back. But before the season, they got uh, a setback when Jalen Twyman um, opted out for the season. That was um, last year's uh, sack leader for Pitt. And then also before the season, cornerback uh, Damari Mathis uh, got a, suffered a season-ending injury. Um, so that kind of haunted them back, but they still looked pretty good. Uh, they looked very good in the first few weeks. Um, they started off with Austin P, who was a nobody, but they took care of business completely there. Um, then they faced Syracuse. The offense didn't look so great, but the defense seemed to bail them out very easily. Um, the, the pass rush was still disgusting. The um, 
quarterbacks were, were, were not looking good against our defense. Um, and then the third game against Louisville uh, kind of summed that up even more because the defense, again, bailed out the offense um, and, and made um, Malik Cunningham look uncomfortable the entire game. Uh, yeah, so then that led to the NC State game, which was supposed to be like a, a not a difficult game for Pitt, and they were, I believe, ranked number 24 at that point. Um, so the season was looking good, and they were looking already looking ahead to the Miami and Notre Dame matchups coming up. Um, but yeah, the their defense seemed to fold in that game. It was kind of odd. The the pass rush uh, was kind of non-existent, which had been dominating the whole season, and their uh, secondary pretty much got exposed. Um, they were two-two uh, Atwell, or sorry, not sorry, two-two Atwell was in Louisville game. Sorry, um, um, but I got mixed up there. Um, but but yeah, that two-two Atwell did do well against them, um, despite despite. Malik Cunningham not looking that great, um, but that kind of got exposed in the in the next game when their corners got trapped into a lot of man coverage um, and it didn't didn't turn out too well. And so that led to so even though the the offense didn't look terrible in that game, um, the defense looked much worse than than they'd looked in the past. Um, and then that kind of followed up again when they played Boston College the next week uh, in their uh, secondary got completely torched by um, Phil Jerk, Jerkovic, I believe his name. Jerkovic. Um, um, yeah, or, yeah. He, it's it's uh, really interchangeable <laughs> at this point. They got like completely torched by him, um, so that wasn't good. In that in that NC State game, I believe uh, the offense actually was looking okay. Pickett, I think, threw for for I think that was his career high um, in that game. Um, I know I'm like kind of going random thoughts here on tangents here, but like uh, the running game has looked bad the whole year. And Pitt's like supposed to be RBU or whatever. They're supposed to be like, like, like always having consistent good running backs. And a few years ago, they had two really good running backs, Quadri Olsen, Darren Hall. And last year this happened and this year as well. Um, their run game has just completely held down their offense. Um, they, they've been starting like Vincent Davis and, um, and Todd Sibley and a few others, but they have not gotten anything going. So in the NC State game, that's what happened where uh, Pickett had a, had a terrific game, but it was overshadowed by they could not get anything going on the run game, especially in the red zone. Um, so that led to the NC State loss and then Boston College, like I was saying. Um, the secondary got exposed. And it was actually a, like one of the craziest games I've ever watched in my life. Um, they, I don't know if you got to see it, but, but Pitt drove down the field down by three and uh, end of the fourth quarter with a chance to tie it. And then Pickett took a really stupid sack that seemed to put them out of field goal range, so they were going to have to go for on fourth down. And he nailed the 58-yarder. He nailed the 58-yarder. Um, so that was that was pretty impressive. And then and over time, he misses the extra point. And then that's, that's game over. So that that's about a summary of, of Pitt football right there, five ever. I've ever yeah. seen it. Um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm from Lexington, so I like follow Kentucky football, and they missed mm-hmm. an extra point against Ole Miss uh, in overtime. And that, it wasn't like to lose the game, but then Ole Miss scored, and they made yep. their extra points. Yep. Anymore. So yeah, that's that's a painful, painful way to loss and way to lose. I know firsthand. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and yeah, Phil Dracovic, I, I saw the highlights of that game. I mean. It seemed like he wasn't really doing a lot other than just bombing it to Zay Flowers. Um, mm, yeah, yes. But, 
Uh, was, was, was working. And then that uh, their last loss, 31-19 to Miami. Um, they had a, you know, a, a sub quarterback. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Joey Yellen. And, Joey Yellen, uh, yeah. He's a uh, transfer. Uh, so he's a transfer uh, first year. And uh, he actually didn't, didn't look terrible. He had a few questionable decisions, and he took, I believe, was a pretty bad fumble. Or he might have had two. I think he had one fumble loss, but um, he didn't really look too bad. Um, once again, the run game could not get anything going, and they could not score in the red zone. So that's one thing where Pickett might have helped um, because because um, I don't know how many times they're in the red zone, but but they only um, were able to to convert, I believe, on one red zone opportunity for a touchdown. Um, so yeah, the 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 defense. Looked a little better in that game. Um, they had two big interceptions that put Pitt in the red zone. They were only able to score a touchdown on one of them. Um, but yeah, that was another game where it just just seemed like it just seemed like they were outplayed, and it didn't look like the team that started the year three and zero. Once again, looked like looked like a team that's kind of scrambling to get its season back on track. So I don't know. Um, I don't even know. If- you know if uh, Pitt is uh, – if they've announced whether or not Kenny Pickett is going to be ready to go for the game or if he's still in doubt. I think he was listed as QB1, but he's still in doubt. Yes, yeah, that um, ankle injury was it against Boston College. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what could fans expect to see from uh, Joey Yellen? And obviously that's a very small sample size, so you don't have to talk about him as much. But versus Kenny Pickett, like what, what would each – present in terms of like what they bring to the offense yeah absolutely um I'd say Pickett uh definitely is going to be better in the decision making department um and a little more accurate uh and also something that's kind of overlooked about Pickett's game is he is pretty mobile actually he's gotten more mobile the last few years um so I think that's one thing that hurt Pitt in the Miami game is not having uh, Pickett's mobility because he in, in that Boston in that Boston College game um, he actually did like even with the ankle injury in the fourth quarter he was able to to make a few big conversions on third and fourth down from just scrambling um, and extending the plays so yeah that's that I would definitely say um, that against Notre Dame it'll definitely come into play the mobility factor um, if Yellen isn't able to play and then it's also possible that we could see Davis Bevel um, when, like before before the Miami game, people didn't really know if it would be Yellen or Bevel that would play if Pickett didn't play. Um, and so I believe Bevel played uh, one series against Miami. So it's still possible that they could utilize um, either of those. We, we'll have to see. So you, uh, you mentioned the, the running backs were sort of – the running game was holding – the offense back. Um, if that's the worst sort of asset on the offensive side of the ball, what is the best for the Panthers? On the offensive side of the ball? Yeah, what would they lean what would they hang their hat on, do you think? Yeah, just like Pickett. Like just Pickett as a whole has probably been the best offensive player um this season, which is like Pickett's kinda like can be sometimes underappreciated by the Pitt fan base because um he, he can he sometimes can appear like a mediocre quarterback at times, which I completely understand how people would, would think that um, with some, some, of his, some of his bad performances. But this year, um, especially considering he's got no help in the run game, he's been good. 
Um, one thing to consider is the stats that he's put up should would be much better if Pitt wasn't allergic to catching footballs. Um, Pitt is like had by far like the worst drop rate the last two years um, in the NCAA for their receivers. So they have like I was I was gonna say like the receivers could be like a like a possible positive because they do they are like pretty dangerous. They can make some explosive plays. DJ Turner, um, first year Jordan Addison has been really good. Um, he's he's been like a consistent option. But the problem is the drops um, they've had in that Boston College game. There were a lot of drops. The Miami game with Yellen, there were plenty of drops. And in that NC State game, uh, some like more examples of 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 like senior Taysier Mack. He's been a solid receiver for them. He made like a crazy third down catch while being like flipped in the air. Uh, so that was impressive. But then like three minutes later, he drops the two point conversion attempt um, wide open, and then that wound up losing them the game because they lost by one. So that's just kind of a, an example of of how the drops have killed them this year. I was uh, I was uh, that was the day Notre Dame was. Uh gonna play uh I think South Florida or maybe they maybe they had a bye week um and uh yeah it wouldn't have been South Florida but they in any case I remember I was listening to that game I actually listened to the pit broadcast of it on the radio um because I was I was going to get lunch and I just remember hearing him oh he dropped the pass oh let's hope that doesn't come back to bite him (laughs) and then and then NC State uh so that's the offense um thanks for previewing that um Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little about the defense because that's that's clearly Pitt's identity. Um, what and since we were doing it with the offense, what would you say is the best aspect of the defense, and what is its worst aspect? Yep. So um, definitely the defensive line um, is for sure the best aspect. Last year, as I said, they uh, led the nation in sacks. Um, this year, I believe they are still leading the nation in sacks. So I have to check on that. Um, they were early in the year, but um yeah Patrick Jones Rashad Weaver have been um pretty pretty dominant um on the defensive line and defensive ends and then they've gotten but they've gotten contributions from everyone they've gotten contributions um from first year Kalijah Cansey and uh uh let's see John Morgan has has made some plays so they've they've definitely stepped up in Jalen Twyman's absence um and kind of like been rot- Devin Danielson has done a few, so they've like definitely been rotating people, and like pretty much everyone on that defensive line is a threat uh, at any time to be put in the game and make a play. They are and, uh, they are number one in sacks. They have twenty nine on the year. Um, they're number two in sacks per game. But okay. That's just because um, was it Florida Atlantic has six sacks and they played one game. So one yeah. game. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So so the defensive line definitely been the best part, um, and. Also, in that, like in that Boston College game, so in that NC State game, they didn't do much, especially considering NC State was supposed to have like not a very good uh, pass blocking. So it was kind of surprising that they didn't really do much in the NC State game. But then the Boston College game, they were pretty apt in the first half. But then in the second half, they really started to get to, to Jerkovic. Um, they really started to kind of change the game around. That's pretty much what fueled the comeback and them almost winning was the defensive line just completely dominating and getting sacks. And Rashad Weaver had, like, one of the craziest plays I've ever seen where he, like, where he sacked a man, just, just swiped the ball from him, not like a – not even like a knockout. He just stole it from him. Um, so, yeah, that – they have the ability to turn – to change the momentum of any game. Um, 
but we'll see like if that how that happens. I've, I haven't looked at Notre Dame's offensive line. I don't know how, how they're looking. Offensive line is is pretty much what Notre Dame's hanging its hat on this year. Um, okay. The running game is really turned around because the offensive line has gotten a lot better. In they were great in pass protection last year. Now they're great in run blocking. So okay. um, that's definitely going to be the matchup to watch from the way it sounds is how does Notre Dame, the unstoppable force, meets the immovable object. Right, exactly. Absolutely. So, yeah, and then, the, yeah, the worst. Yeah, for, for, the, uh, for the, the weakness, yeah, like I was saying earlier, the, the secondary um, has definitely been the weakness right now. I mean, like, it's hard to rail them too much because the defense still is kind of like carrying the, the team. Uh, so, like, their, their bad performances the last few weeks haven't necessarily been terrible. Um, but it's just been pretty bad considering how the defense was just like completely dominating the first three weeks of the season. Um, but yeah, they, the second, like I think uh, Pro Football Focus had like our Pitt's uh, secondary, like one of the highest rated coverage ratings through like the first three games. But that is like significantly diminished since um, NC State and Boston College and then a little bit of Miami, but mostly NC State and Boston College killed that. Um, and yeah, it's just been, been, the mostly the the cornerbacks the like I said I mentioned earlier Paris Ford um, safety he's he's going to be a NFL draft prospect he's been definitely the bright spot of the secondary um, and like he's a he's more of a hard hitter but one thing people were saying that he could work on this year is trying to like get better in coverage and everything and he definitely has he already has three interceptions this year so he's he's um, stepped up in that category and uh, cornerback Demar Hamlin's been pretty solid um, he's another another guy that that uh stayed and didn't go to the NFL but some of the other corners um have have left something to be desired especially in the last few games um and it, with Narduzzi's like quarters coverage thing um a lot of times that does leave like some some corners alone and man coverage there and if and if they're not performing well like they haven't been that can present a lot of problems um yeah and it, it, correct me if I'm wrong um is the way I see it, it seems like this defense is very boomer bust. Um, that's at least what pops in my mind because it seems like they're good at keeping uh, de- uh, offenses, you know, in check when they keep the ball in front of them. But if you just get it over the secondary, then they're vulnerable. Is that would you say that's accurate? Yeah, I'd say it's pretty accurate. Yeah, one thing I forgot to mention is they've also like had a problem with with uh, like big plays. Um, the, like the defense has been been pretty like dominant but even even in the games where they've been dominant and some of the games where they haven't um it's been like singular plays that like that like doom them like in the um in the I think it was the Syracuse game they had like an 80 like a 70 or 80 yard touchdown reception they gave up um and besides that they like completely dominated but that like one right there like was bad in the first half and then in the Louisville game they gave up, I think it was like an 80-yard run on the first play, and then they completely tightened up after that. So it's been, been a lot of that. And then the NC State game, I think they gave up a long touchdown in the first. Like, it's, it's been a lot of that where, where, where they, like, force a lot of three and outs. They're, like, able to, to dominate, like, throughout the game. But it's, it'll be, like, a couple plays where they'll just have complete breakdowns and leave people wide open or something like that. Um, and that'll kind of screw them over. Um. Do you have something that you think would be like the key thing that Pitt needs to do in order to win this game? Um, 
I, I was like, I want to say, like, get the running game going, but I don't even know if that's, like, possible. Um, but, yeah, I would, definitely, I would definitely say that would need to be the key because especially if Pickett doesn't play, um, it's going to be tough for them to to beat a top-five team with a backup quarterback if they have no running game to even free up any, any like, play action or anything for them. Um, so I, I think that'll be the key is if they can get the running game going. A lot of people – have been screaming at Narduzzi to, to utilize a few other running backs more um, that haven't gotten as many carries, like Todd Sibley uh, hasn't gotten too many carries, but he's looked pretty good. And uh, there's a first-year Israel – I don't really know how to pronounce his last name, so I'm not even going to try. I think I saw he, that one, yeah. I, I don't yeah. know how to pronounce that either. Yeah, but he, um, he's been pretty explosive in the few plays he's been in there for. So hopefully, hopefully uh, Pitt fans will get to see a little more a little more creativity uh, in the running game this week, and that'll probably be the key. And then, yeah, other than that, we'll just be the defensive line again. Like you were saying, that's the big matchup to watch is defensive line against the strong, strong Notre Dame offensive line. I think whoever wins that that battle will definitely, definitely play a big factor in who wins. Yeah, it's it's interesting because uh, you see it's it's strength versus strength in the ground game, but it's weakness versus weakness in the passing game. Yeah, exactly. Notre Dame is not stretching the field much with these receivers <laughs> and this quarterback. So exactly. the cornerback should should feel pretty good at Pitt, um, unless Notre Dame exactly. can save it, you know, to pull out of their bag of tricks. But um, with that, um, you have a prediction for this game to offer. Yeah, so I'm going to say, although Pitt does have a tendency to surprise with – Disappointing losses, but also surprising wins. Um, a few years ago, a few years ago, they knocked off Clemson on the road. Number number, I think Clemson was number two at the time. Um, and then Kenny Pickett's one of Kenny Pickett's first starts my freshman year. They were five and six, but knocked off undefeated Miami at the end of the season. Um, so, so they have a tendency, like. You, someone, some people might think that this would be that one game where you think, oh, Pitt's gonna, Pitt's gonna make the big upset or whatever after a disappointing season. But I don't think that's gonna happen. I'm going. Notre Dame's gonna win. Uh, I'll go. I'm gonna think. I'm thinking 17 to seven. I think. I think there's not gonna be a big offensive output, especially if uh, Pickett does not play. If Pickett plays, maybe I'll, I'll change that a little bit more, like 17, 14 or something. But I think, think. Uh, Pickett doesn't play, which I don't. Nar- Narduzzi openly said that he told the media that they weren't sure if Pickett was going to play last week, even though they knew he wasn't going to play. So I'm kind of leaning towards that he might not be able to play this week as well. Um, I think he just doesn't want to. He might not want to be admitting that if if uh, that is the case. So I'm I'm thinking Notre Dame's going to come out on top. Yeah, I totally agree with the low scoring. We just won a 12-7 game in 2020 and we're not even a triple option team i don't know what the heck was happening but um yeah alex thanks so much for taking the time to do this man um thank you for having me yep no problem uh so uh for alex lembeck i'm hayden adams this has been the basement breakdown